Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. ...towards guilt. And that's not a legal framework that we agreed to. 3CR, your station in struggle and solidarity. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. You're listening to 3CR Radio. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, the number is 94198377. You've been listening to the sand. You could never understand. At first, cycling was denounced from the pulpit as a pastime on a par with drinking and gambling, deplorable at the best of times, and when indulged in on a Sunday, a sure road to hell. Breathe that fresh air in all those cars gone from the road, but they're coming back. You're listening to 3CR, the Arabug radio show, here at 3CR, podcasting, streaming, or listening in the transistor on the transistor in the kitchen. 3CR community radio broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And I wish to acknowledge them as the traditional owners. I would like to pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and emerging. Good morning, Yarra Bug Radio Show, back live on the air. Good morning, Faith. I know you're sick at home and you can't hear me. So instead of the tan this morning, I'm on a single speed and quite enjoying it up to so far. Oh, what a couple of weeks it's been. Where to begin? That uh, lovely quote, obviously from a couple of centuries ago, 1996, and that was um, Gurdon S. Lett, an American, of course, and we're all going to end up in hell anyway at some stage. We're going to try and, I'm going to try and um, do a few news and events, 
um, a little bit of uh, things happening around the world, as obviously we're all focused on at the moment, and um, how riding a bike can actually change some of those things. So first off, I'll probably begin with my own bike moment. I live near a wonderful park, I think everybody knows, but anyway, and of course during the last couple of months there's been an explosion of um, everybody riding around uh, on bikes, especially um, uh, children, young adults, and uh, it's just wonderful to see all those, um, everybody on bikes. And... I was walking through the park and talking to somebody the other day who've got uh, two teenage daughters, both of them on lovely new bikes, and uh, you could actually see the uh, the joy on their faces for they started to discover parts around where they live actually on the bikes, which is, you know, I think a, a story about bikes that has been long present in all those bike stories is the early bike. Uh, rides is a pad about uh, you discovering your own local geography on a push bike. Anyway, had a lovely conversation with the two of them. And then I, as you know, I'm a little bit fond of quotes sometimes. And um, I gave the two young girls one of Mao Tung's lovely quotes. To ride a bicycle is a political act. And it continues. I'm going to talk about a couple of things the other day. I'd like to go um, into a little bit of a... I'm going to go into um, a little bit of a digress here. 2003, um, Critical Mass here in Melbourne, had a Melbourne's Hidden History ride. And this was a ride around... 10, I think 10 or 12 of the hidden Indigenous sites in Melbourne. And it starts from, uh, I think it starts at the jail, Old Melbourne Jail, of course, where um, has a dubious honour of having been the place where the first public executions happened in Melbourne, actually happened in Victoria. And, of course, those two people who were executed were Jack and Devaney, who were later buried at the um, underneath the uh, what is now the uh, Queen Victoria Market. But this is a lovely ride round there, and actually I'll think I should just read a couple of... Um, I'll read one of the pit stops in them. So this is a bike ride that uh, we did as Critical Mass and I dragged it out of the my um, old collection of hard copy uh, uh, memorabilia from those, from that uh, from that era and I got hold of Justin Mansfield a big shout out to you Justin um, who was the actual I think one of the, one of the designers of the map and the spots on it I've mentioned Old Melbourne Jail I'd like to... Flagstaff Gardens is a spot in Melbourne that um, actually we know a little... We know a fair bit about, but a lot of us just ride past of it. Now, Flagstaff Hill, if you'll notice, the, um, it's right up the top, the highest point of Flagstaff Gardens. I mean, Flagstaff Gardens. The hill was a high point from which the early colonists could spy the arrival of a ship in the bay. It is also the site of the city's first burial ground, known as Burial Hill. The first people buried in these new settlements were a squatter named Charles Frank and his shepherd, who were axed to death 
by local Kuris. A posse of colonialists in pursuit of the savages responsible found a group of Kuris in possession of some of Frank's property. The posse shot dead ten of the Kuris on the spot. Police mag- magistrate William Lonsdale investigated the murders, but no charges were laid due to lack of evidence. That's Some things stay the same, don't they, a little bit? The other one which I'm sure some people have always walked through, and I'll take this here because this is something that you can really miss. Um, there are a couple of scarred trees in a kilometre of Melbourne, or in a kilometre of the CD. There's two, I think, in Yarra Park, but one of the most interesting one is next to Captain Cook's cottage. So this is a lovely juxtaposition of one or the other. Um, sorry, I'm just a bit distracted. Um, uh, and I'll read, uh, so the notes on the, every, um, I'm going to put a PDF up on the podcast so everybody can go through or see these um, rides uh, up on the, uh, up on our podcast. So the Scar Tree at Captain Cook's Cottage, Fitzroy Gardens. Where? Fitzroy Gardens. Note, cycling is prohibited in the gardens. Bicycles accepted. Look for a scarred tree stump. is 200 metres northwest from the park entrance opposite the Hilton. I don't think the Hilton's still there now. Cook's Cottage is 100 metres further west. Another of Melbourne's 300 recorded scarred trees is located in the Fitzroy Gardens. The large scar on this tree is probably made by removing bark from shelter for shelter. Nearby stands Captain Cook's cottage, the relocated Yorkshire home of the man credited with, inverted commas, discovering Australia. He was only about 39,000 years too late. And since this was done in 2003, that figure looks like to be pushed out uh, much further than 65,000 years. But thanks to BHP and Rio Tinto, we might never know. Cook Cottage attracts thousands of visitors each year, but few venture a little further to see a scar tree, evidence of a very different type of dwelling and culture. Oh, it is um, It is a very interesting ride. It is a good glimpse into the history, our local geographical history, just around that lives and breathes next to us. Get on that bicycle and ride Neath the sunny skies over along the ocean side 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. To find out more, Google Vacro or drop into the underground car park Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. Yeah, get on that bicycle and ride Neath the sunny skies or along the ocean It has all the latest fixings, barrel hubs and narrow tread. It weighs under 20 pounds or less, is as rigid as the dead. 
It's of every newest pattern and the very latest grade, and it cost you all the money in the last three months you made. So you wheel it from the agents and your bosom swells with pride as you mount it by the curbside and you start its maiden ride. Past the trains, the cars, the traffic and everything you've sped till you see a man with rubber pedals plugging slowly on ahead. He is forty years of age and of antiquated stock sitting upright as a soldier and as bandy as a jock. He is wobbly, he is shifty, and his handlebars are wide. From crank to crank his tread is eighteen inches, and his frame is a pattern that was popular when first the safety came. And as you gain upon him you are thinking, I must show how a good man on a jigger that is up to date can go. So you fold your arms and pass him in an attitude of grace when a beatific smile across his open-whiskered face makes your conscience somehow smite you as across his track you whiz, lest you show him perhaps too sharply what another mug he is. And when you think that he is about a hundred yards behind, the man with rubber pedals goes completely from your mind. Till darkness at your elbow and a rattling in your ear shows a man with rubber pedals still battling in the rear. You think with some resentment, this is not as it should be. This man with rubber pedals taking all his pace from me. Such presumption is opposed to all the honours of the game. And if I show him up, then he's got himself to blame. So you drop your arms and lightly touch the nickeled head with an ankling calculated just to kill that fellow dead. But after a mile or so, you're astounded to feel that man with rubber pedals hanging calmly on your wheel. So you argue out the question, and you're busted to confess that the man is up to scratch with the fitness of the best. Still, for such as him to push you is a thing you can't allow. He's asked for pace and holy Moses. Won't he get it now? You drop your head twelve inches, grip your handlebars tight and lift. As your calves and biceps swell, by jingo, don't you shift. Then you... And you reckon you've left him and you're nearly time to slack. Then you hear the cursed rattle of his mudguards on your back. He can hold his own at sprinting and he's proved beyond a doubt. So the only way to beat him is to surely wear him out. You set a nice 240 beat and to yourself you hiss. That man with rubber pedals can't stand many miles of this. As the townships travel past you and the milestones rise ahead till your thighs are working stiffly and you're feeling pretty dead. Still you force your pedaling even and your handlebars you clinch. But the man with rubber pedals hasn't shifted, not an inch. 
At last, in view of traffic and the fast approaching night, you, you decide that it's best to make take the turning to the right. And as you turn around, he passes upright as the just, with that beautific smile of his still glowing through the dust. Be you cycling in Sansui, he'll be there to do you bad. He's on St Kilda Road and every western camel pad. Be, be you cycling in the country, be you cycling in the town, that man with rubber pedals will be there to bring you down. Well, we know where we're going, but we don't know where we've been. And we know what we're knowing, but we can't say what we've seen. And we're not little children, and we know what we want and the future is certain give us time to work it And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show here on 3CR, radical radio, community-based radio, paid for by us, not Channel 9, not Fairfax, Fairfax is dead, Channel 9's dead, they're all dead. Don't forget, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, You need. we need to actually, we actually always need to raise money at, um, at 3CR. And they've taken every panel off the uh, wall here anyway. June is a, always our uh, major fundraising uh, adventure here at 3CR. In these times where you cannot trust, or actually most of the media has got such a terrible slant. And I've been listening a lot to, always listened a lot to, to Democracy Now! And now I've had a bit of time to spend at home five days a week. To get... Uh, a glimpse into what unbiased media really sounds like and really does and effects it has on people when truth comes out. 3CR is part of that network of community air stations all around the world that rely on community funding, that actually we realise we have a voice but we need to keep it on air and keep paying for it. So... Nine four one nine eight three double seven. Ring up any time. Make a donation for all our screen addicts. Of course, three crorgau backslash donate. You know, look. Sometimes it hurts, and that's what the whole part about it is. Now, um, um, thanks, Faith. Faith's been sending in um, a couple of uh, news and um, items um, for me on uh, my. Uh, my old dumb phone, which is good. So I'll just go through a couple of things. Look, obviously, uh, with everybody being in lockdown, we're starting to see... Um, now we're starting to see... Uh, well, we're only we're only in Act 2 of the uh, whole setup, aren't we, anyway? So we're starting to see, obviously, the re-emergence of cycling in big European cities. We're starting to see the re-emergence of cycling here in Melbourne 
and um, we're starting to see now a little bit nicely a push forward to actually spend some of that money on cycling infrastructure. Um, and as we all know, it just keeps getting reinforced uh, every time this happens, or all the time is, oh no, retailers have worked out in London that cyclists spend more than 40% more than motorists. No kidding. Anyway, as Bob Dylan would once say, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind's blowing. So we'll put that up onto uh, the uh, the um, podcast. Now there's uh, some more approved funding going through the uh, the thousands more, uh, making the city uh, much more. Uh, there's an idea to fast track a lot of these. Uh, bike lanes, which is good. I hope they all do well. And um, it's interesting to see. Uh, there's so much you can't even. I can't even get my head around at one time. Now, man from Rudber Pedals. I should have given that. Uh, McGee is the only person we know as a uh, attribution for that um, lovely poem. Um, probably written before uh, Mulga Bill and. Um, so it was published about 1901, I think, in one of the original books of uh, old, old Borton um, verse books. So lovely story about hubris and new bicycles. God, perfect. Oh, she won't help you. Um, now, look, uh, the other thing is I mentioned Critical Mass 2003. Now, I read a, most. I'll put a link up to this, and it's interesting that actually, you can spend a lot of time researching and looking at um, bikes in popular culture and still slide past some of the things that are staring in your face. So like we, I for one, I'm now nearly 65 and I speak of my generation, we weren't taught any Australian history, very little. Anyway, so to read some of the history as far as the bicycle as political acts, it was quite interesting. I didn't realise that one of the first pieces of legislation the National Socialists put in uh, when they uh, took over the um, chancery in Germany was to ban the cycling unions because they'd already drawn up plans and knew that people on bicycles were very dangerous because they had an ability to ride places stealthily, ninja cycles, there we come, and move move around, as Faith uh, was talking about this with Faith yesterday, and the only bikes that, um, so then they started confiscating the bikes. This is in Germany, so the idea that nobody should have a bike, so that was the first thing. As soon as France, Denmark, all the bicycles get conversated. Um, Faith was telling me the story about the only bikes that didn't get confiscated in, confiscated in the Netherlands were the midwife bikes, and they're the ones that carried the messages around for the um, the uh, resistance in the Netherlands. Anyway, so I know this is a bit of a segue, but people might remember a long time ago, or 2004, I think, New York Police Department or New York City uh, settled a 
I think it was a two million or one point five two million um, settlement against a group of critical mass riders who they'd body slammed, and that was the, this two, that happened. I think two thousand and one was when the body slamming happened. Now it's int- why it's interesting is actually this is the time that various police forces around the world have different ways had different or have different ways of dealing with critical mass. The New York Police Department came up with an idea which they call kettling. Kettling is, as you can imagine, the streets, the grids. What you do is block off all the exits off the main street and kettle people, put the lid on the kettle. Then, and, and is this uh, the settlement for that um, police procedure from all those years ago, was then... Once you had all the protest, and in this case all the people with their bikes in the one group, then the forward push came. Yes, and it was with pepper spray. Yes, it was with beanbags. Now, if you were watching closely last week, and we're talking about the New York Police Department again, you would notice that actually a lot of the rules went out on the first days of protests were get the bicycles. There was a two-day purge there where anybody that had a bicycle had it ripped out of their arms and stolen off them. Or people left in the cities couldn't get home. So that was the first thing is get the cyclists, make sure you stop them. The other thing that was unveiled was a new technique in the kettling idea. This time, the New York Police Department are on... Fuji heavily armour-plated mountain bikes, which are then used as a sort of battering ram as the cyclists ride into the crowd. This is 2020. Fuji, shame on you. And I noticed one of the other big... um, uh, bicycle uh, manufacturers have withdrawn their support from a lot of American police departments. So it's a little, it's a, there's a twist, you know. Bicycle is a freedom machine, it's a political act, but then used as a tool to actually do damage. And the other thing that actually reading this, uh, it's a wonderful article which I will put up, is actually. The the toppling of King Leopold's statue in Belgium the other day. All that rubber on all that tyres, all that time, came from the Belgian Congo. So, even the rubber beneath our wheels bears those scars of colonisation. I'll be back after a little bit of... uh... Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in The heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe, 
The number is 9419 8377. And you're back listening to the Faith has sent me a few more things through. Um, the roundabouts, uh, oh, I can't, sorry, Faith, I can't read this. We'll put it back up on the um, uh, website and uh, on the podcast, so we'll uh, make a feature of that. Um, this is, I think we're just back in the first week of uh, broadcasting live at uh, 3CR, which is great to be back in front of a uh, moving needle and a little bright shiny light that tells me you're on air um we're um uh, sorry the next show coming up is um she bop which is a great musical show one of the great local shows here on 3cr um i'd encourage everybody to listen to it and Chris will be back next week uh, with uh, her segment of the Arrowpunk Radio Show. Otherwise, everybody stay safe. Um, well, we know where we're going. Try not to cough well, too much. Faith, I hope you've got um, something to clear up and that um, little nervy. And hopefully, we'll be back later. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.